year what is going on everybody i'm back this is your host rob like i just said i'm back with another episode of from my experience podcast and my sorry my king of fighters ringtone went off listen i'm solo dolo right shout out to biff she got some stuff going on Tori, I have no idea where you are, so I'm fussing at you because you said you was going to be on. Alex said he had a long day at work, so I know how that goes. But I want to talk to y'all about making sure people don't take advantage of your value, okay? So this is really important for people who are younger. You have to understand the difference between utilizing what you have to get to a next level to get higher and taking the L to get what you want versus you already being in a position of deserving or worthiness or something you've earned but someone's not giving you your just due whatever that just due may be it may be money it may be recognition Uh, it could be a lot of things right so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about some of the things I went through and I'm gonna tell you about who helped me realize the way I need to, I guess, view things and really understand uh, when people are trying to take advantage. So one thing about me, I am a very nice person and I tend to give people my all, right? So with that comes a couple of things. You're going to get people who genuinely appreciate that and they're going to care and they're going to be um, grateful and you'll be able to tell. And you're also going to get people who say, ooh, uh, I wonder how much juice I can squeeze out of this piece of fruit, right? Um, it's hard to recognize which is which when you're younger. But uh, once you get older, the, the easiest way to really recognize it is to see if it's being reciprocated. So, and reciprocation can look very different depending on who it is. Um, They may be doing the exact same thing back to you, keeping that same energy as we like to say, or they may be reciprocating it in their own way, you know? Um, But that comes down to how well you know that person as well. Now, um, as far as being taken advantage of when it comes to your talents, uh, this is heavily work-related. So... I am very non-confrontational. The reason I'm non-confrontational is because I'm very black and white. Either we're going to do it or we're not. Either we're going to fight or we're not. I'm not about the whole trash talk back. I'm not a very big on back and forth. I'm like, all right, which direction are we going in? Because I feel like all the other stuff in between is a waste of time. Um, if something you know calls for a discussion, I'm up for a discussion. But I'm I'm very zero to one hundred. I'm like, what are we gonna do, All right? So that's number one, straight to the point. Number two, um, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at, um, and I know how to ask questions and speak up and get down to it, right? So a lot of employers see that, and you may be in an entry level position or whatnot. And when they see that you shine a bit brighter than the rest or you have something to offer more than the rest, typically you're going to get treated differently, whether they accelerate your training 
or give you added responsibility or make you a group leader. And some of them genuinely are doing it to groom you. And some of them are just doing it because it's one less thing that they have to do. But I started to notice that that was happening to me a lot. And I started noticing that because I guess my maturity level and experience, people would put me in that position. But the issue is, you know, have you hired, you know, Johnny off the street? Are you going to give him that same energy? Because our paychecks look the same, but our job descriptions are very different. So this is where you have to be careful because if it's if it's a position where, hey, I'm just doing this temporary part time, you already know what it is. I'm not at this stage in my life. I'm not really feeling you adding more responsibility or duties to my plate because, you know, I can do it. But you're not keeping that same energy with everybody else. Yet our paychecks look the same. Like I'm like this. Look, (laughs) if you feel like I'm valued more then you need to treat me as such. You know, because you want me to treat you as such. Hey, I see I can get a little bit extra out of him. I'm going to squeeze him. All right, cool. Uh, I need you to open up that bank account then. Um, And it took me a while to really realize and understand how hard I was working for other people, but it wasn't being reciprocated. And I think when I, probably the first time I truly caught it and realized it was in real estate when my broker he trained me he groomed me he told me he saw something in me he saw the potential cool but he didn't take advantage of it he helped me he he explained to me what he saw and what i was capable of because sometimes you don't even realize it so i'm like yeah all right but he trained me and he groomed me and he put me in a position to do more and to do better than the average person which was his form of reciprocation. He reciprocated it. I wasn't on the same level as everyone else because I'd earned a different spot. So he put me in that position because I earned it. He saw the potential. He knew I was, for lack of a better word, too good for certain things. I was like, nah, you don't, no, I'm not putting you over. I'm putting you over here, you know? And that's when I really came to a big realization of, oh, shoot, you know, you, I need to get paid for this or I deserve more. Like it, it's the difference between feeling like it because you've been somewhere for so long and such versus really sitting down and understanding your skill set and what you're capable of and saying, huh, I'm worth more. Um, I'm going to misquote the Joker um, in uh, the Batman movie, Heath Leather, Heath, <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker. When he said, when you're good at something, never do it for free. He said something to that effect. Uh, I believe it was in a Dark Knight movie. He said something to that effect. And I feel him on that. But I also feel Charlemagne the God. Shout out to Uncle Charla, who said every opportunity is not attached to a paycheck. So there's a, there's a fine line. So... Let me give y'all an example of both of those. We're good at something, never do it for free. And also, um, every opportunity is not attached to a paycheck. So back when I was a teacher, I used to DJ the school events, some of them for free, right? Um, 
why did I do that? One, I was just starting out. Two, my equipment wasn't that good. Three, I didn't know my value. Four, I needed exposure, right? So I didn't care about the money. I wanted exposure because the exposure would get me more opportunity, which would get me money. Fast forward a few years later, when I'm no longer teaching, they reach out, hey, do you still DJ? Yeah. Um, But now I need some bread. So I'm good at this now. I've upgraded. I'm better than I was before. Now I, I didn't have to crack them over the head or anything, but now I'm I'm past that phase of I'm doing this for free, you know. And there there's certain things you gotta pick and choose when it comes to that or discount, you know. Nothing wrong with a discount. Free is a bit much, but I think you should keep that same energy at work. Don't be afraid to talk to a supervisor or a manager or whoever to say, hey, you know, I noticed that y'all are having me do a bit more than a norm. What 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 do y'all see in my future, in the very near future? Because I, I want more. Like, I don't think it's cool. You know, I'm kind of dealing with that now. I've kind of been put in an accelerated position and I don't feel like I'm being set up for success. I feel like. I'm being taken advantage of at this point because it's like, well, we don't have to work that hard with him because he's getting it. He's smart. We can tell he's sharp. Okay, that's cool, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't show me the same thing you would show someone else who has less skill. Like, walk me through these steps. Give me an opportunity to master some of these things versus showing me something a couple times and thinking, all right, he's straight. Let's go to the next thing. All right, he's straight. Nah, just because I can reciprocate it, you know, an hour later, two hours later, and maybe the next day doesn't mean I've mastered it and I'm fully comfortable. So that kind of frustrates me when people try to take what you're good at and just say, oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, I see, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there's, there's layers and there's levels to this. You know, it, it's not instant. Sorry, checking something. It's not instant, and I still need an opportunity and room to grow. You know, just because someone has the potential to do something or they've shown you a couple things doesn't mean that they're completely ready just for you to let go or completely ready for you to throw them out there. I say, oh, right, go learn. Here you go. You know, um, <laughs> it's funny. I've, I've had this thing where I, I take sayings, you know, popular sayings. And I kind of flip them a little bit. And one of the ones is, you know, someone today said, you know, yeah, we just kind of just throw you out in the water. And then, you know, that that's how you learn when you're on your own. That That's how you learn. And, you know, I flipped that because in my head, that's not how I learn. That's how you teach. That's how you decide to teach someone. That's not a learning decision. That's a teaching decision because you all made the decision to put me in a position to where I was by myself, right? So in order for me to learn, I had to get frustrated. I had to get angry. I had to get upset and learn through my emotional response to your teaching methodologies. Now, I know that's a bit much, but it's the truth. You know, if you have... There's a difference between you having a child and you take two or three days and, and teach them a little bit about fishing. Then you go to the river on Saturday and say, all right, I need you to catch me a bass. Bye. And you leave him there. 
you know, he's it's not that he's learning by, you know, being on his own and you just throwing him out there. That's just that's how you're deciding to teach him. You know, he's going to learn from sticking that, you know, hooking his hand a couple of times or casting the line wrong or, or tying up the line, things of that nature. The flip side is, you know, hey, um, you know what, Dad, you show me a couple of these lessons. I want to go try to let me go try to do this by myself. I want to take what you've shown me and let me go try this by myself. I'm comfortable enough to try this by myself. I think I got this. So now you're choosing to learn on your own. That's you see the difference. Someone's actually electing and saying, all right, let me let me go try to swim in this deep end versus you drop kicking them into the pool. There's a huge difference and there's a huge mentality shift too. Cause you know, I used to hear that growing up, you know, you teach someone to swim by throwing them in the water. No, you teach someone to drown by throwing their ass in the water. No, you know, you teach someone to swim by putting floaties on them, teaching them how to trade water, kick your feet, you know, uh, paddle your arms or whatever, whatever that's called with your arms and you, you get them comfortable. And then eventually they'll say, Hey, I'm ready to take these floaties off. Okay, cool. I feel like I can get back for, Hey, let's, can we try to deep in, you know? All right. Now I want you to get out of the pool. Let me get in the pool by myself. So I think there's give and take. Um, but I'm off on a tangent. So I'm going to hit some of the topics we were supposed to talk about tonight. I'm not going to hit them all, but I'm going to hit a couple because yeah. All right, Jermaine Dupree and his comments about the female rap game and him saying, uh, wow, hold up. Um, in a nutshell, because I don't feel like quoting him and I'm pretty sure y'all heard what he said. He thinks they rap. He said, uh, what he's hearing is this sounds like a bunch of strippers rapping and he can't really tell who's shining, who's the best. To me, that says Jermaine Dupree, what are you listening to? Now, I for one do not listen to female rap like that. If I had to pick a favorite female rap artist right now, it'd be Rhapsody because Layla's Wisdom was an awesome album and Rollercoaster Love is one of my favorite songs of all time. And bar for bar, I think I'm highly confident that she could take on any female in the rap game and <laughs> most of the guys as well, if not all of them. Uh, that If you're looking for content, Jermaine Dupree, I know you're never going to hear this, but if you're looking for content, that's where you need to go. Are there other dope MCs out there? Yes. Um, I don't know them. Because I am stuck in the early 90s to the mid 2000s when it comes to my music anyway. And music comes out so fast it's hard for me to consume it because I don't have time to listen to it and enjoy it. Uh, but I'm going to start making more time for that. I think someone with his experience in the music game. I think he made that statement on purpose to cause some stuff because there's no way he's that dumb. There's no way he's that ignorant to what is going on in hip hop if this is what he does. If he is something, somebody need to go holler at their boy. 
Um, and it's funny. I heard some people say, well, some of these rappers, you know, female rappers did come from stripping and did come from a similar lifestyles, which is true. Just like a lot of the dude rappers rap about a lot of the same things because they came from similar backgrounds and similar lifestyles. Um, but I think he's missing the separation. Like when you look at male hip hop, I hate to even divide it. Uh, hip hop is one thing to me. But since we're talking about male, female, well, female, when you look at male hip hop, there's categories of dudes. You have your Nas, J. Cole, Kendrick, Talib, Kwali type rappers. Um, and then you have your Jay-Z's, your Big Sean's, your... I'm trying to put people in there that's like Jay-Z, but, you know, I'm not trying to compare them directly. But you have categories. There's Gucci Mane, T.I., Young Jeezy, um, Lil Baby. Like, you have a bunch of different types. You can... There's a there the lanes of male rappers I think are far more defined because they've always been the, the more prominent ones and there's so many of them in such a variety you hear it so it's it's a oversaturation of it whereas with the females I think part of the issue may be is that whoever's the most popular gets all the shine like for a while. I felt like Nicki Minaj was the only female rapper. She was winning female artist of the year, blah, blah, blah. She won that thing like 600 times in a row. And when they would name the other female rappers who got nominated, I didn't know who they were because their songs weren't on the radio and people weren't playing, you know? So I think exposure um, is a huge deal when it comes to that because there's only, honestly, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Rhapsody, Meg Thee Stallion, um, and this is, I'm just a casual, I don't even listen to the radio, but just through social media and what I've seen and bounce back and forth on, those are the only ones I can even name. Uh, I can't name the other chick. She's the brown skin chick who always causes con, Igazalia. I think that's her name. I think she raps still. No, not Igazalia. Somebody, but anyway, she's not that. No, that's I think, yeah, no, that's not her. Azalea Banks, that's who I was thinking of. Well, Iggy Azalea, Azalea Banks, so that's six, but there's more. Um, no shade to them, I just don't know y'all. So, I think the female rapper field just needs more exposure. So, statements like the ones Jermaine Dupri made won't just set everything on fire. Um, he made a valid statement. In the sense that if you can't tell, then that means there's a big issue with promotion and exposure and all that good stuff. But anywho, um, if you're a female rapper and you're listening, shout out to Fave. Love you, Fave. Uh, yeah, I hope you get your just due. Um, I hope y'all quit responding to Jermaine Dupree, please. Just keep focusing on your music. Because, I mean, really? Come on, man. We know better than that. Um, Two more things and I'm going to get up out of here. Honestly. Actually, a couple more things. Two and a couple is the same thing. Yo, so. 
about y'all wanting to storm Area 51. Like, who starts all these sensationalized things? Like, for real. Fam, y'all need to relax. Storming Area 51. Y'all, don't do it. Don't get shot. I'm done with that. I bought a book. Ramit Sethi. Sethi, whatever his name is. I was listening to a podcast. Right? Um, I'm going to give y'all... Shout out to my boy, CV. We both have... This is why I love my friends, too. We both got two very different things from this podcast interview. So, James Altisher, he was on The Brilliant Idiots. So, I'm going to challenge y'all if you're listening to this. Go, that's Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz podcast. Go to The Brilliant Idiots podcast if you listen to podcasts and listen to the July 4th episode with James Altucher, right? This guy, and this is just me. When I listen to people, I basically put on a lens, you know, when I'm trying to listen for information and learning, I'm not looking for the fault. Like, I'm just taking in what you're saying. I'm trying to take in what you're saying for my benefit, for how I can apply something that you may say to my life to make my life better or easier, right? Um... Go listen to that episode on the Brilliant Idiots. So in his episode with the Brilliant Idiots, right, he talks about how he went from being flat broke to making over a million dollars to going flat broke to making a million over a million dollars to going flat broke. He did it like five times. He became and unbecame a millionaire five times. And he goes through his ups and downs and what he did wrong and how he learned he's making multi-million dollar mistakes, right? Now, granted... The average person is not going to make a million dollars, blah, blah, blah. But what I got from that interview was, you know, things aren't always as bad as we think they are. And rich people got problems, too. And it was interesting, you know, granted, I don't know him personally, but it's interesting that, you know, I, I a lot of what we relate to wealth things like networking communication marketing exposure stuff like that according to him he did none of that like this guy had no friends he wasn't really cool with anybody you know basically his reputation for for his business i guess his the little bit of business savvy that he did have carried him basically which was interesting um, because I'm, like I said, you know, I'm introverted. I network. I talk with some people, but I'm not the best at it, right? So this his story kind of really appealed to me because I'm like, wow, I saw some similarities and personality uh, traits that I could relate to, and it gave me a bit more confidence. Um, not that I didn't have confidence, but it gave me more because I'm like, if this guy can go through what he went through and still make it back, I can do better for myself. You know, it's one day at a time, not stuff that happens overnight, right? Like, this guy even thought about committing suicide. Like, literally said on the show, like, I I lost everything. Like, I was thinking my kids would be better off with the money instead of me. Like, that, those kind of conversations when someone sounds like, again, I don't know him personally, it sounded like he was keeping it 100. And that, I'm attracted to authenticity, Someone keeping it real. Stop selling me a story. 
Stop giving me the same speech I've heard from several other people. Stop quoting all these other famous people who did it, but you ain't did it yet. Stop, you know, hit me with these, you know, textbook business strategies and all. Like, it gets so old and so boring and overwhelming. You sound rehearsed. You sound like you read from a script. You're just trying to play on my personality type and my mentality to get me to do something that I can do on a nine to five, but you're trying to convince me to do it for myself, but your approach is all wrong. So I won't do it for myself because instead of you sounding like, Hey, Robert, take the best of you and make the best out of it. You're saying, Hey, take this proven method I have right here. Um, even though you don't fit into this box, you know, I'm going to put you in this box anyway, and we're going to build, you know, a mountain off of this box. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Well, Again, I'm probably messing his name up. Ramit Sethi was on James Altucher's, Altucher's show, right? So James Altucher has his own podcast. And let me see what episode it was. Episode 469 and 470. He did two parts with this guy. And the guy has a book. Ramit has a book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. No guilt, no excuses, no BS. Just a six-week program that works. Now, maybe he got me, maybe he didn't. We'll see. But from listening to their conversation, uh, it was enlightening for me. It wasn't the textbook scripted crap that I'm used to hearing that I've heard a million times that just doesn't move me. It sounded like two people having a real conversation. And the biggest thing is both of these guys are successful in their own right, in their own way, whatever. I mean... Uh, whatever you consider success is, you know, but I mean, they, 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 they're financially well off. Let's just say that. And they only agreed on a few things. Like there were things that they had completely 180 degree views on, but they were both successful. And it was beautiful because usually when you see two successful people, oh yeah, I believe in that principle too. Oh yeah. Such and such said this and quoted this and quoted that. They sound like a mirror image of each other versus two people, two different backgrounds, two different methodologies, two different ways of thinking, yet they were able to meet their own level of success, right? So what that did for me was I'm like, yo, that's some real talk. I like what this guy was saying. The guy had a book and I don't even like to read, um, but listening to it and him you know, explaining how he wrote, first of all, he did a second edition of the book. He wrote, I will teach you how to be rich. And then he made a second edition where he added 90 more pages of content because he learned and he grew and wanted to share with people. And basically, um, what the book does, it teaches you or talks to you about learning how to focus and pay more attention to what you're going to do when you get that lifestyle. He said, most people don't think past the first couple minutes, you know, of what you would do. If you could, if you could have anything you wanted or go on your key vacation, you could ask someone, Oh, I want to go here. Okay, great. You want to go here? And what are you going to do when you get there? I want to swim at the ocean. What hotel are you going to stay at? Uh, uh, cause we don't spend time exploring it. We don't spend time looking into it. That appealed to me too, because I do deep dive research. Like I want a motorcycle one day. I already know the brand. 
I already know the equipment I want to wear. I already know the tracks I want to ride on. I already know the roads I want to explore. I already know the type of videos I want to record. Like, I've already played it out in my head. Like, when I'm in position to buy this bike, it's going to be boom, 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 boom. You know, I have more DJ equipment that I want to buy. And when I buy it, I already know what I'm going to do with it. Boom, 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 boom. So the mentality that he was talking about, I kind of have. Like, when I think about, oh, one day I'm going to do this, I go all the way into the thought. You know, like, I want my honeymoon to be in Tahiti, and I want to stay in the hut on the water, and I want to go snorkeling, and I want to build a bonfire on the beach. And I want to make sweet love while we look at the ocean underneath our hut. All that good stuff. Like, these are things I think deeply into, but I think some of us just scratch the surface with those thoughts because we don't really believe we can do it or that we will do it, which is why I think we stop. But anywho, he says six weeks to financial control. So it says week one, optimize your credit cards, learn exactly what to say to get overdraft fees waived and rack up rewards. Two, set up no fee high interest bank accounts that won't gouge you. Open a Roth IRA or 401k. Learn how to save hundreds of dollars a month and still save enough to buy what you love. That is important. I think a lot of us don't save because we feel like we can't do anything. We can't spend. But in reality, saving allows you to spend more and spend more on what you love. And that's that's what he, that's what the, one of the things he talked about that I really loved. Um, was stop creating a budget for things you don't love. Why are you allocating money towards things you don't love or don't really like or don't want to do? Why? 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 Like, I like a really good burger, right? I love a good burger. And some people may kill me for this. Say what you want. Applebee's, if there's one thing Applebee's can do, the mugs can make a really good burger, right? I love an Applebee's burger. But sometimes I'll go to Wendy's and get a burger. Sometimes I go to McDonald's and get a burger. Sometimes I might even go to a Burger King to get a burger. But I love Applebee's burgers. So, and if you look at it price-wise, Applebee's burger may be a little bit, you know, more expensive. Maybe... If I go in there and get burgers and fries, it may be $12. But if I go to McDonald's or one of these other places, it may be $8. But am I really going to let $4 be the difference between doing what I can do to get by just to satisfy it, sort of? Or can I go get what I really want and go ahead and spend the extra $4? And they also talk about that theory of how some, of the, some rich, very rich people are frugal, like, hey... If you, you buy a latte every day, that's $4. So if you take four and you multiply that by five times a week, how much money is that? That's $20 a week. Oh, if there's four weeks in a month or three weeks. I like to say there's four weeks in a month. I don't know why people say three, but I'll say, let's say, let's say three. Oh, that's 20 times three. That's $30 a month you could be saving. But yo, I want this latte. This latte brings me a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness. And he's like, hey, get all the lattes you want. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. This guy's encouraging me to save and do better for myself and do what I want while I'm doing it. That's the that's what made me buy this book. Because everyone else always makes you make you think you have to make all these grand sacrifices, you can't do anything, you got to cut this habit, cut that habit, cut this habit, cut that habit in order to get to the point B. So it's like, God, 
saving money and, and, and getting, you know, up to whatever this goal is sounds like it's going to be miserable on the way up. And this guy is saying the opposite. Hey, just focus more on doing these principles, doing these steps and do what you love on your way up the ladder. I like that. That's a different approach I never heard before. Um, week five, he says, automate your accounts so they work together. Week six, see how investing in the single most important way to get rich. Wait, see how investing is the single most important way to get rich and create your own create a portfolio of your own. Immediately after listening to that podcast, um, if you don't have this app, ladies and gentlemen, and no, I'm not sponsored, Robinhood. Robinhood is a stock market app. Um, it's easy to set up. Actually, I think when you set it up, they give you a free stock when you start. And if you invite friends, you can also get a free stock. That app is how I started investing in the stock market. Am I rich? Absolutely not. Am I making any money? Absolutely. Wait, <laughs> I might have made like a couple dollars. Not anything significant or like, oh my gosh, I'm rich. Um, but I told myself, you know, um, I wanted to start investing and learning about the stock market. Um, I actually lost a dollar and 25 cent today. Um, but I have a little, I mean, I don't even have any significant money in there anyway, but it was a baby step I took years ago. I downloaded the app and I had it for years before I used it. But it's funny after hearing him talk, I went on the app and I made a couple of moves. Um, and <laughs> I sold some stock and invested in a different stock, which is interesting. But I just want to throw it out that that's a tool for any of you who want to get started the easy way into investing. Do that. Look at some of these stocks. Look at some of these companies. They're interesting. Look at your Targets and your Walmarts and your Apples and all that. And look at what those stocks are worth. Long-term investment. But I digress. So I liked the way I liked where he was coming from. Uh, the book was ten bucks on Amazon. And I said to myself, I'm going to read this book and see if I can apply some of these principles. Now, I know some of you probably heard what I just said about this six-week program and were like, bruh, I've heard that before, blah, blah, blah. Some of these things we got to do, though. We all want to see our credit card debt burn in hell. We all hate overdraft fees. We all, Dealing with the right bank is very important, too. very, very important, too. Um, but I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, I just encourage y'all to go listen to those podcasts. Uh, and as you can see, I'm on here talking about it like it's my book and I'm promoting this guy's stuff for him. Maybe that was the whole scheme all along. Who knows? Maybe I fell for it, but you know what? Honestly, from listening to that podcast, I got something personally from it and I grew from it and I actually made some life changes already. So I got what I was supposed to get. And I only spent 10 bucks on this book afterwards. I think that's a small price to pay from what I learned from just the conversation. I can't wait to see what I learned from the book. But anyway, um, I'm going to get up out of here. I did say I had a couple of things to talk about. And I think that qualifies as a couple. But I want to encourage y'all to do something as well. Continue to learn and grow. You know, whether you're 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, whatever. Bro, there's always something new you can learn. There's always a way you can enhance yourself. There's always a way for you to make a change. You have to want to make the change, though. Like I said, I don't read that much. I don't read at all, really, unless it's an online article. But I'm going to read this book. Like, I listen to podcasts, 
and I take things from podcasts and I apply them to my mentality in life if they stick. And this book is one of those things that stuck, man. I just really connected with it. So I said, oh, let me buy a book. That's something different for me. I mean, I can't tell y'all the last time I bought a book. I think the last book I bought was Teach Me How to Love. Shout out to Troy Spry. That's the last book I bought. That's a good book, too. Y'all need to do that. If you're having, if you're out freshly out of a relationship and you're trying to rebalance yourself and, and look at what you want in life, or even if you are in a relationship and y'all want to see how compatible you are and you want to learn more about the way your mate thinks, Teach Me How to Love. Troy Spry. Go get that on Amazon right now. That's the last book I bought. Um, because once again, that was someone who I liked what they were saying and they influenced me. But start utilizing tools that are going to help your nugget grow. That thing in between your ears grow. Because the more you surround yourself with positivity and positive people and positive influence and things that change excuse me, your mentality, the closer you'll get to your goals. I promise you. I promise you that. So thank y'all for listening. Y'all know we on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud for now, <laughs> uh, Google Play Music, Anchor, and a bunch of other places where you can listen to podcasts. Check the description below for all of our Instagrams. We are FME underscore podcast on Instagram. The Facebook group from my experience podcast is very explosive. I have a topic on there. I want y'all to go on the Facebook group because there is a hot topic in there. I'm not going to discuss it because I think it'd be better served with the group. But there's a hot topic in there. And I would love for y'all to join up into the group and read that thing and share your opinion on that um you can follow me on instagram complete underscore vision is my personal instagram i'm gonna post tories and biffs and alex's as well um, if you have any questions comments you want to be a guest on the show from my experience podcast at gmail.com shoot us an email we will respond we will get you scheduled and we will get you on the show i'm still working on getting some new guests hopefully i will have a couple new guests soon thank y'all for the continued support man this has been a journey a ride and i have definitely um enjoyed sharing this with you all what episode are we on let me see him and do a twist this is 116 or 17 Ooh, yeah this will be episode 117 our plays are going up man uh it feels good it feels good to know that people are listening hopefully um all y'all are learning something or taking something positive away from this and don't be greedy. Don't be selfish, man. Tell your friends about it. Repost it. Share it. And I also encourage y'all to go back and listen to some old episodes. So if you're new, go back and listen to some old episodes, man. Not just for the listens or the, for the plays. We talked about some really good stuff. Um, and a lot of times when we move on to future episodes, we revisit those. But I think we talk about some really good stuff and y'all should go back and listen to those old episodes as well to catch up on some things and to learn some good stuff. But I wish y'all peace and blessings. Um, I challenge you to grow. I challenge you to grow. 
I want y'all to go listen to those podcasts and, and, you know, feel free to hit me up and tell me what you learned. You know, maybe you thought it was trash and the guy's full of it. Maybe you learned something like I learned. Maybe it influenced you positively. Or maybe you thought it was boring as crap and you didn't even finish listening to it. All that good stuff. I don't mind. I want to hear from y'all. But we will see y'all next week. Y'all have a good one. Peace.